Mr. Trap House, Trap House. Mr. Dope Boy, Mr. Slime Ball, Mr. Get My Pet That Up, Pistol Run Off, I ain't bringing them back, Mr. Coffin Nil, Leave them dead for real, I got stick, put it in your face, ooh, he still, ooh, he still, I'm cold and still, bitch, I'm cold for real, I'm so cold for real, I'm so no love for real, my life, I've been a hustler. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 29. I'm your host, Julian. My co-host, Justin, alongside me. Um, this is a, a wild episode. First and foremost, I do want to shout out, uh, rest in peace, Troy. It's my man. I grew up with Troy. He was a good dude, unfortunate situation. But uh, may God rest his soul. This episode is going to be dedicated to him. Uh, so in that case, let's start off with this NBA draft lottery because Troy was a wild boy, right? And this draft lottery was wild. Like, I'm talking Los Angeles Lakers top four wild. I'm talking New York Knicks not getting Zion wild. Oh, man. I'm talking Anthony Davis having to contemplate and and put his pride aside possibly wild. I know you're shaking your head. I'm I'm just hyping it up. I'm just hyping it up. This is what they do on ESPN, right? Brian Windhorst come on talking about <laughs> Zion possibly going back to Duke. You know what I'm saying? So all this happened in this week, and we're very happy because we also, on top of this draft, have game one and two of the Warriors-Blazers uh, brother bash and game one of the two freaking most lengthy dudes in the league going at it, right? They trying to... They claim for the throne in the East. Yeah, it's wide open right now. It's like Game of Thrones. It's, it all is hand in hand. Like Game of Thrones, last episode this Sunday. You guys will be listening to this on Saturday, maybe even after the Game of Thrones episode. If this is before, you already know it's going to be crazy. If this is you after, yo, that shit was wild, ain't it? <laughs> but listen, all I'm saying is that all this ties into a wild week of sports. We're going to get into this NBA draft right now. First and foremost, New Orleans on the clock. I'm sorry. Memphis at two on the clock. I'm sorry. New York at three on the clock. Scratch that. Los Angeles Lakers on the clock. Okay. So we got the first three picks mapped out in our head just like all the other experts do. And we think it's going to be, what, Zion, Ja, RJ. Now, now let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Because this is, to me, this is very possible. Uh, what if Ja gets to go to New York and RJ falls in Memphis's lap? That's how Memphis feels. Hey, he's falling on our lap. Like, we, we weren't expecting Zion, right? And we really like this RJ Barrett guy. And, yeah, we like Ja. Marat, he's a great player. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. But... What if they just want to like? Because it's two total different styles of play again. So, which way do you want to, you know, take this route? I can see RJ going to just as much as I see Ja going to. What's your take on that? I could see RJ, but if it wasn't for the fact that yesterday Memphis came out and said that they're going to take Ja with the second pick. Wow! Like they basically you just ruined my yeah. Like they basically just came out and. Declaration saying that they're going to take... Serious? Yeah. That's crazy. Because everybody knows. It's not even an assumption at this point. Like, this is the first year. It wasn't even 
the race of the lottery for the number one overall pick. It was the Zion overall pick. Yep. But we thought New York had it locked. Like, okay, yeah. we thought that going into it, it would be New York, Cleveland, or Phoenix. And then some other wild card at four. Like Chicago, maybe. Or like Chicago. Or like Atlanta, maybe. Could be Atlanta, maybe. Or but, Dallas, if they would have, you know. But, 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 but I'm just so glad, thankful that the Cavaliers <laughs> fell outside of the top oh. four. And most importantly, outside of the top one and didn't get Zion. I wouldn't have been mad if any other team had. I'm not even mad that he's going to New York, New Orleans. Like, it's different, but they deserve this. I think so. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they can be a franchise that, that really gets excited soon, and he can be that guy to take them there. So all you need is that one transcendent player, which is why Memphis has come out and publicly said, as you said, basically, we're taking John Morant because John Morant is that type of player. Now, the reason I can see R.J. Barrett getting picked over John Morant is just because of more of like the 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 size and the IQ and and just the play style. I don't know. I think he's a, a smoother player than a John Morant. Right? John's going hard. I'm not saying he's Westbrook, but you can compare his game as far as intensity level. Mm-hmm. On a Westbrook standpoint, especially playing the point guard position, but R.J. Barrett just has that that silkiness to his game, and he makes it look a little easier. And that you know that transition game is I don't know the tail of the tape is, is split even on different things, but now you already said it. They said they're taking Josh, so it's really up to New York to really step up and say, listen, R.J. Barrett has to be the third pick in this draft, and if we mess this up. <laughs> like, like if the Knicks were to mess this up, it's funny that you say that because I don't know if you saw in first like it was either yes, no, it's the day after the lottery, they had Fat Joe on there, <laughs> and Fat Joe was saying like Fat Joe and Stephen were saying like now like that this happened that they didn't get another. They had to get Fat Joe yeah. on first take for this. Now they now they're worried about other stuff like what if they don't get the free agents or they're like. New York will find somewhere to mess it up. They're saying like RJ is basically the the, the conscious pick, the right pick. But they're saying <clears> because <throat> it's the Knicks, they uh, the Giants just did it. They're saying how, the Giants yeah, just did it. They're saying how Fat Joe uh, basically. I think he said he tweeted it or something that he wouldn't be surprised if they took Levenshling like Dorga from like Black yeah, Bear yeah. or some crazy yeah. thing. He was like, that's just how I saw Cameron put something up like yeah, that. That's just how the Knicks are. Like, I, listen, nothing's ever like set in stone. Listen, listen, Justin. If the Knicks mess this up, it's got to be that James Dolan is just ra- is just too racist and just cannot want people to be happy. Like that, he, he doesn't want to bring peace to the city. That would be the only explanation. I'm not saying that he is at that level because he is at a certain level, but I'm not saying he's that level. Mm-hmm. But if they miss out on the third pick to where something happens and John Morant doesn't get taken and he's available, or R.J. Barrett's right in their lap and they miss that, well, that's the thing with the the two and the three. Like you couldn't go wrong with either one of those two players. It's just based off dealer's choice. It's really preference. And I think that the reason why Memphis declared John Morant not only because it's obvious that Zion's only going one, but I think he fits a lot of what what they like. Mm-hmm. They have Mike Connolly, 
one of the more underrated point guards, players in the league. Very cerebral. Shout out to Mike Conley, one-time yeah. All-Star. Yeah, very cerebral. Very, you know, um, if it wasn't for injuries, he would probably have a better, well, at least the last three years. And they kind of like to go from the inside out. Like, they like their smart kind of put your head down, do it all, point guard, and then they like to stock it with bigs down the yeah. that'll just bang with you. And they like more like kind of defensive uh, perimeter and wing players. Mm-hmm. So it is, that's definitely a good corner piece to go forward. Not to mention, you know, we're still going to see more development of their draft pick from last year. So it'll be, it'll be yeah, interesting. Yeah, Jared Jackson is special. Yeah, yeah. So And then to pair him up with a John Morant would be nice, you know. Exactly. So not getting in his way too much with the R.J. Barrett situation. Um, but let's talk about Zion. Like, it's funny. We, we literally spent all this time speaking about Ja and and, and uh, R.J. just knowing that, you know, that's two and three. Now that we know, you know, New Orleans is doesn't have to trade Anthony Davis for the pick. Like, they got both right now, right? And they, they, yeah, they hold all the cards. So it's Zion. All right. Zion comes to New Orleans and immediately I don't I don't know. Like I don't I don't know. I know that his athleticism is gonna be like it's not gonna have a transition period of, of anything, right? Mm-hmm. But the shot is gonna be different, it's gonna be tough, he's gonna be playing against tougher opponents. Like he's not gonna be able to just bully people, right? right? Some people, yeah. But in college, he's playing against some kids where he's just – there's no match for this. There'll be some matches in the NBA, right? Don't get it twisted, bro. This man is J.J. Watt with a 45, 47, 48, possibly 50-inch vert. And he's strong as he's LeBron James. He's 285-50. Like, he's strong as LeBron James. Probably. He's almost as strong as LeBron James now. And not LeBron James coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Like, power. So, he so, has... Go ahead, go ahead. Listen, the only thing that doesn't really worry me, but it's kind of got my attention to see where they take this, is the fact that, obviously, when you're in college, not everybody has that NBA height, and you can get a lot away with a lot of, like, what we call in the NBA the small ball, positionless ball. So of course Zion being two eighty five, he and then they had obviously they had RJ Barrett. He's gonna play the four. He's not gonna be able to play the four in the NBA. He's he's still he's two eighty five, but he's also six seven. So unless he's Charles Barkley esque, I don't really see especially now in this day and age with you where you have a lot of more like the Anthony Davis type power mm-hmm. forwards, the Blake Griffin type power forwards, like those more like, they could technically play small forward, but they're, you know, yeah. whether they're Big height. Enough. Draymond yeah, Green. Yeah, their height or whatever, you know, they can play the forward. So it would be interesting. So, I mean, I would imagine them putting him at the the three, which then begs the question, you have to defend the Kawhis, the LeBron, the Giannis's, you know, players like that. So, wow. Yo, we're going to see Kawhi, uh, Giannis versus Zion next year. Like that matchup, we'll see. That that's exciting. I'm excited for we that. You can also see that the dunk contest. It was uh, teased. Yeah. It was teased. I don't think. I don't think Giannis would do it. Giannis said he would do it. Giannis has already done it once. 
Think he'll do it again? I think he would. He said he would. And then Zion obviously said he would. I got to see that. I'm going to have to see that. I think the more interesting thing, and I was thinking about this all day, is the dynamic of an Anthony Davis. Because there's two different ways you can go with this. David Griffin has said that, obviously, he would like to keep Anthony Davis. I, me personally, don't think that's the route to go. I think you have to deal Anthony Davis. I think bringing in a player like Zion, you only really get one shot at this. And you have to really make it all about Zion. You have to build this team on yeah. Like, he is the focal point. Yeah. So, to have to bring in Zion with the lingering issue of an Anthony Davis, and you already know how the you already know how the fan base feels about Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, and you know how Anthony Davis feels about the fan base. I mean, and this dude's last game, I think he wore a shirt that said something like, that's all, folks. That, yeah. Or something that like that. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't see that being a good thing going forward. But David Griffin has said that he would like to keep Anthony Davis. In my opinion... I feel like if Anthony Davis is going to get traded, it's going to have to be at the draft. I feel like that's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. because it's, it's it's thirsty time. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously the two teams that he listed, you know, have the three and the four pick. <coughs> and you could, you know, with the draft dealing, like let's say if you're the Knicks, you could deal the third pick along with – Nilakina. So say you uh, get. So that's, so that's what I wanted to bring up. I was just gonna bring that up. So say you're New York. Yo, I got R.J. Barrett, and take whoever you want. Let me get A.D. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll throw in another pick too. Uh, but you know how good R.J. goes with uh, Zion, right? Exactly. That's going to be intriguing because it's going to be it, that's going to be the case versus the Lakers, you know, young core. They're going to try to do that again, I'm sure, because it's all they have, and they want Anthony Davis. Um, and if it comes down to the three and the four, I don't know. That three is kind of intriguing because the Knicks have some I mean, young players too. that are like like a Zion, R.J. Barrett, Neil Aquina. Future would be would and, be kind of and possibly and, probably have to throw Knox in there. I think too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what do I you say? know, like Anthony Davis is not coming back next year. Yeah, for sure. So you yeah. got. I was gonna get Kuzma and Ball and Ingram. Like I, I could take these three too. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna get. Uh, last year they were offering you a Kuzma Ball and Ingram, but now. You offer Kuzma Ball Ingram and the fourth overall yeah. pick. That makes things yeah. way more enticing. Well, now Ingram is is the mm, yeah the health scare. But still, I mean, you still do a Kuzma Ball. And that's really who all you besides LeBron is really who you have signed on exactly. your roster. So yeah, I mean, you did a Kuzma Ball in a fourth pick. But who's for? Like a Darius Garland, I understand. Like I understand, but that's settling in my opinion. Because RJ Barrett. Because he's a top three pick. Mm-hmm. Because if John Morant was a third pick and New York picks John Morant for any reason, you don't think they'll trade for for John Morant and Zion? I still think they would. They would obviously RJ and I think the Knicks have definitely more leverage yeah. than the Lakers for the simple fact of obviously you have the third pick. The third pick, in all likelihood, will be an RJ Barrett which is the Robin to Zion's Batman. Not only that, but you have more assets because you have more signed. And your assets, to be honest, I mean, yeah, the Lakers have Kuzma. But besides Kuzma, Lonzo's kind of iffy. Healthy-wise. That, too. 
I mean, you take tell me, you give me a knock. like. I'll take I'll take a healthy Lonzo. Don't get me wrong. I'll take a healthy Lonzo over over Kevin Knox. Probably I'll take a healthy Lonzo over Kevin Knox. But yeah, and, and is he going to stay healthy? Yeah, exactly. And a Kuzma. But like you said, but you could throw in like you said. It, you it, take a healthy Lonzo it, over it's, a healthy it's, Kuzma. Well, I take a healthy. No, I take a healthy Kuzma. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I'm just saying like it just. It's funny and to realizing how much of a gap there is from the top three, the rest down. Like just being three and four, like that's, yeah, like that's yeah, how big yeah. the it's, gap it's, is between three and four. It's the we saw it somewhere. We we saw it. it's like the the playoffs. How how when it's so close in mm-hmm. the eight through 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 three, and it's just like damn, this is super close. And then at nine, it's just like damn. Yes, yeah, like just, it'll just drop, but. Yeah, man. That's I honestly think if they don't deal Anthony Davis at at the draft, he's not going to get dealt. They don't have to deal him because Anthony Davis but, and Zion Williams can well, work. Not well. Not only do you not have to deal him, but realistically, no, 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 no. You have to deal him actually. So yeah, I, I because <laughs> because but realistically, like you're not for the simple fact of you know that after this year, unless you trade him to a destination that he has listed that a team thinks that okay they can I can throw a bag I, yeah, for I can give up these assets because I know yeah. I'm gonna get AD Which I'm is gonna get AD long term. New York, LA and it's not too much after that. Like especially offer wise, like who's gonna throw something out of Boston? Like a Jason Tatum, you Bo- know what I'm Bo- saying? Boston's but not even Boston has too much else going on. They don't the islands I'd rather have Zion and RJ than Tatum. And yeah. not to knock on Tatum, but I mean, it's just talking about transcendence. Yeah, um, talking about cornerstone of your yeah. yeah. And Jason Tatum can be that. Unfortunately for him, he played with Kyrie Irving this year, and it shocked him. It shocked him. Actually, I think more unfortunate for him, he played with Gordon Hayward. More unfortunate for Terry Rozier, he played with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Oh man! And he backed shout out Terry, and Rozier. he backed him up. Shout out to Terry Roger. He's gonna find a team this year. Hopefully, he gets a healthy deal. Um, I did want to real quickly. This is random. This is free agency, but if the Mavericks can get Kemba Walker and Porzingis doesn't get suspended for anything, contenders? No. No. Because even if. The Warriors lose a KD. I mean, we're seeing it in this series, like you said, and like I said, the Warriors are still Warriors. And if they lose KD, then Clay's gonna get the max. They still got Draymond for one year, and they're just gonna get more depth. They're just gonna get younger and get more depth. And we and we were talking about the scenarios because this this NBA free agency is gonna be the best. We but the Mavericks, seen. I mean, <clears throat> the Nuggets were contenders this year. They're obviously not the Warriors. But they were the second best team in the West, according to the standards. But that's that was that was. Mm, I don't I don't know if Carlisle is a coach, same type of coach like Malone. I think that's a lot to do with coaching, I mean, and a lot to do with your corner piece. Yeah, I mean, Carlisle's won a final. He's won two finals, but he's won one as a head coach. I mean, I don't know if you can get your other surrounding pieces to play like that. 
that would be another thing. You know, you lost Harrison Barnes, which, I mean, he wasn't super productive for you. Um, but you lose uh, DeAndre Jordan in the trade. Um, you end up, uh, I think yeah, they traded Wesley Matthews or they let go of Wesley Matthews. I'll take that because we saw him. Uh, but that's the other thing. It's like, they obviously gave away Dennis Smith. So it's like, besides Aluka, who we know is certified, and a maybe Porzingis, what else are you surrounding the team with? Kemba. I feel you. I don't know. think Kemba would go there because Kemba's already dealing with that situation. But we're talking about if he's there. But Kemba's not going to be there. Are you dealing with a similar situation in Charlotte? Why would you go to Dallas? You want to go to Nah, Kemba. nah. You've I mean, been dealing with Charlotte for all these years. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to go to But my thing was, if Kemba was to sign there, I think they'll have the chance to, to, to make a – a top five run in the West? No, I think they're so. not. They're not going to be better than a Portland. They're not going to be. Better. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows which Portland is going to come out next year? Because this Portland thing is, is, is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between. We can't respect Portland. Like I respect what they're doing this season. I'm, and I'm I saying as far as regular season, because as far as, I mean, yeah, we acknowledge okay. that the postseason, yeah, the regular right, season right. is different. But in order to get to the postseason, you have to have a good regular season. And there's a lot of good – there's a lot of great regular season teams that aren't great postseason teams. Mm-hmm. But you still have to get through those just to get to the postseason. That's a fact. So let's talk about these actual playoffs this year before we get into next year. And um, what we saw – like we're not going to analyze the games, but, I mean, we saw Raptors-Bucks, right? And – I think oh, the series is just getting started. It looked like Toronto was tired. Like, they, they started getting winded in the second half because they had that game all game, right? They had a big lead, I'm well, sure. I think it was the second half. I mean, it was literally only the fourth quarter because even ending the third quarter, they had a seven-point lead. But you can see – like, I'm just saying, you can oh, see yeah, the fatigue yeah. building. And, yeah. You know, so they – yeah, they were putting up points, and it was just – Dwindling down, unraveling, unraveling. Minute by minute, you could just see it just like, damn. Just kind of like with this Portland game tonight, which we'll get into. It was just the, we can't do it for much longer. So, Milwaukee came on a tear. And then, first of all, shout out to Brooke Lopez. Playing clutch, playing with heart, playing defense. Playing shooter ball. Like... What a threat. When Giannis can do that and make you think twice about helping on Giannis because Brooke Lopez is deep out and Miritich is out there. And Brogdon. And Brogdon. And Middleton. And Bledsoe. And Middleton. That's that's scary. That that looking at it now, it's it's pretty scary. And I was blind to it all year. I'll say it. I'll be the first to say it. I was blind to it all year. But my thing is Milwaukee can do this in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But we've seen it before where they look like a total different team in the playoffs. And it didn't matter if they played Boston, which, I mean, last year was their first-round exit. But this year, yeah, they got the warm-up. And I think it, it the, what could have been the worst thing for them was probably the best thing for them. And coming into this playoffs, playing the worst team in the playoffs, and just, just keep it going. They did stop. They did stop game one against Boston. But what'd they do? Four straight. What'd they do against against um against these boys, game one? 
They were losing, came back. They didn't even want to take game one uh, to a 0-1 like they did in no. Boston. Would have been a total different series. And that's what that's what uh, Yana said in, in, when they interviewed him. I think it was the day before uh, game one. He said, going down 0-2 against Boston doesn't hurt you as much. You can still mm-hmm. come back. And that's what they did. He goes, going down 0-2 against the Toronto team, totally different. He's like, at all costs, you want to go – you want to avoid going down 0-1. Yeah, 0-1, 0-1. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. Kawhi Leonard, you know, he was silent in the fourth quarter. Two points. Had, you had 30 points, which is a good overall game, good body of work, but you didn't have the points when it mattered. Exactly. You got to be able to close that one out. Giannis was still which getting to the line we'll late in the game. I don't think we'll see that again. Yeah, he's probably He, he, he definitely, learned, he definitely learned from that. And plus, Kyle Lowry is not going to have enough. I'll guarantee you Kyle Lowry is not going to have enough 30-point game in this playoff series. Yeah, that's, that's not I'll, happening. I'll, yeah, I'll damn near guarantee that. But if you look at it, Kyle Lowry had 30. Kawhi had 31. Siakam had 15. And the rest of the team, nobody yes. had over eight points. Yeah, Danny Green didn't show up. Van Vliet didn't show up. Serge Ibaka was, was too busy playing defense and trying to get, you know, rebound over these other bigs what's funny to me is like damn on even the nba is on a night-to-night basis you don't know what you're gonna get like you you don't know which team which player from which night and which mood you're gonna get them in Uh um Giannis, another complete game 24 points 14 rebounds six assists like doing it all that's an okay game for Giannis. yeah i mean especially compared to what he's been doing in these playoffs yeah arguably the best player in the playoffs this year and that's and that's what separates these teams. See, we see the difference between Kawhi taking a night off or a quarter off, and what his team around him did, and then versus Giannis and what what they've assembled around him. Shout out to Eric Bledsoe. Though. He only had nine points, but he scores one when it matters. He makes plays when it matters. His defense is very very yeah, good. He had a terrible first half, and his. Uh, just his playmaking ability, his playmaking threat ability as well. Because when he's like feeling it, when he gets out of transition, when he starts putting pressure on a defense, it makes them wait, it makes them look, it makes them ball watch, and it just leaves one person open that, that can make the shot for that split second. Or something. And it helps take pressure off Giannis because Giannis can't be the only one just pounding the ball, pounding the ball. Exactly. It's got to be somebody else. You got to keep them guessing. You got to keep them off their feet. And... It, it definitely paid dividends to, to the three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. So that's game one. We'll, you know, we'll talk about the series hopefully when it's a 2-2 or something like that. But uh, Warriors-Blazers, oh, we got the game one that, that the Warriors always have at home. Sure win. When you know it's really not, you know what I'm saying, you're not sure – you're not when you're not sure the Warriors are gonna do it, right? So they had their game one, but game two tonight. And by the way, in game one, how much points did Steph Curry have? I think he had like 33 in game one. The, yeah, he had, he had 30 piece. Right? No KD, by the way. Which we found out today that Kevin Durant is gonna miss at least another two games. Correct? Yeah, he's definitely gonna be out three games, three and four. So, with that being said. The Splash Brothers have arrived, right? And they arrived in game one. Had a resurgence. Clay Thompson, major shout-outs to Clay Thompson. And then they come out game two. 
And in game two, they go down 17 points at the half. Almost. It was around 17 at the half. Yeah, like because it was relatively the, the fresh start of the third that they were, yeah, they were down 17. Now, what did they do? The opposite of the Miami Heat. This is their best quarter. Coming out of half, they started shooting threes from the left side. They started shooting threes from the right side. They started shooting threes from the middle. They started passing the ball behind their backs, cutting back door, getting fouled, lobbed, second chance locking points. down Damian Lillard and CJ McCullum at the half court, double teaming people and still not letting somebody get a wide-open shot. That's what the Warriors did, and that's why the Warriors won this game because what did it end on? Andre Iguodala stealing the ball from Damian Lillard. That whole third and fourth quarter was locked down defense, as good as defense they could have played against a tough Portland team that can shoot the ball and that can get in the ISO and really, really do damage. Yes or no? Yes. Like, they locked – yo, Damian Lillard was swimming – Swimming, trying to get through. We saw Kevon Looney lock down CJ McCollum in clutch moments. When we saw Damian, uh, excuse me, CJ McCollum put up 37 and hit a game winner on Denver. But major shout outs to Andre Iguodala. He always comes up with this type of play late game, whether it's with a minute left, whether it's with a minute and a half, or whether it's with 10 seconds, 17 seconds. This is why Andre Iguodala carries the legacy he carries. Former Finals MVP. One of the most elite defenders the league has ever seen. Shout out Kevin Looney and Jordan Bell. Big big uh, games off the bench. Big minutes. No KD, big minutes. So look. Lillard and McCullum. 23-22. APB out for Damian Lillard. What's that? There's an APB out for Damian Lillard. I hope they find him in Portland. I really do. Now, um, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, on the other hand, 37-8-8 for Steph. Almost a triple. Damn near triple. At 24 points for Klay. All the efficient shooting. Well, from the three-point. He went went four for eight from threes. And you said it. The Warriors only went nine of 29, shot 31% of threes. That's that's the crazy part. So, yeah. So, we were doing – we were crunching numbers – 18 of 39. Yeah, Golden State 46 percent for the Blazers. Yeah, Golden State had made nine threes while Portland made 18. Just think about that. But think about this: as good as Portland went from the free throw line, 17 of 18. Golden State missed six free throws and still made four more than them. 21, 27. Steph went 11 for 11 from the line. But check this out. Total rebounds. Enos Cantor, where are you? Is his shoulder too bad now? And I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying this is how serious this guy. No, I think no, I think it's adjustments. 50 to 37. Yeah, so That's now it. you're losing the rebound because game. You saw, but you can't worry about that Steph Curry going off. Yeah. But what like, happened? Steph Curry dropped more points. Mm-hmm. He dropped more points when you made that adjustment. So Terry Stotts, them asking you about... Are you going to drop down? I, at this point, you go back to game one and drop down. He might only score 33. Yeah. Because, because playing him up. And- <laughs> because now, when we see now that they're coming up, their bigs don't know what to do. They're getting stuck in truck and pick and rolls. 
I don't know how many open lanes that Iggy had, uh, Looney had, Draymond had. Draymond was feet in the middle. Feet I in think the middle. that's uh, my. Uh, they had uh, Miles Leonard out there, out there getting swapped, getting swapped. Listen to this. Like playing that whole Listen to this. Side pick and roll defense. Oh man, listen to this. Total rebounds: Warriors fifty, Blazers thirty-seven. This is game two stats, by the way. Assists thirty to the Warriors, twenty-three to Blazers. Blocks nine for the Warriors, one for the blo- uh, for the Blazers. Blazers had eight steals to the Warriors four, and the Warriors had sixteen turnovers to the Blazers thirteen. But points in the paint battle to go to state fifty-four thirty-two. So that we saw the cancer not playing as much, very much affect them. But, I mean, it's weird. They they played a better game. Like, we saw Steph Curry struggle against that defense. But Steph Curry is Steph Curry for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. that defense doesn't matter. Because when he comes alive and he can hit the shot and he starts just, just doing the dribble moves and getting through and penetrating and kicking out and, and hitting the tough layup, you can't stop that. He could stop that, but you can't stop that. So you dropping down on that three ball or you putting that hand up is not really affecting his shot. It's if Steph Curry hits the shot, Steph Curry hits it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Steph is three, maybe five steps ahead. Steph sees the shot before he's – Steph sees where he wants to go. He sees the shot before he's even touched the ball. And just like I said in the last series when I said of, of Kevin Durant going down – about the ball movement, and it wasn't to say that Kevin Durant's not efficient. Obviously, Kevin Durant is efficient. That's why he gets the ball so much. But without the Kevin Durant factor, and now you're swinging the ball, I don't care how good your defense is, nobody moves faster than the ball. Been four championships. And nobody knows like how to move the ball like the Golden State Warriors. It's disgusting. It's beautiful to watch, really. It really is. Like, you can't like we thought the Spurs was nice. Yeah, like these dudes do it with little touch passes and flops and behind the back. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters. It's like if the Harlem Globetrotters had to dress professional. <laughs> like, you, you know, they still coming, but, but it looked it look a little tightened up. Like, that's crazy, man. What else you got, Justin? You got anything else? Boston Bruins going to the Stanley Cup. They just swept the Hurricanes, which is crazy. But Oh, I love how the AFC East just got a little bit easier because oh, <laughs> the Jets don't know what they're doing. And... Uh, Chris Greer is looking mighty smart by letting Adam Gase go because uh, clearly he's about to be stressing. I mean, the way he looked in that first press conference with the, his eyes wide open, he's oh, not a good start. So, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, the Jets fired their GM, I believe his name is Brian McCagnan. Because they said he spent too much money in free agency. He spent uh, $190 million, And the biggest problem was that he, Adam Gates didn't like the fact that how much money they spent on a running back. He thought that they overspent on a running back. was unnecessary. But they also had like top three money in the league or something. Yeah, uh, yeah they were top three in the league in salary cap. <clears throat> my, my thing is, if you're not going to spend the money to make a team better, then what are you doing? Well, okay. You can't take it with you. You're not. No, no. See, that's where you go wrong. You got to look at the Colts. And I always bring this up and defend Chris Ballard in one GM of the year. So 
You can but build you guys through are, the draft. You guys are better at developing talent than a lot of other teams. A lot of other teams don't have that benefit. So, so then spending money is not your problem. Your developmental staff is the problem. You got to figure that oh, out. Oh, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying, but when you don't have the middle of staff, you have to compensate. But how, okay, so how many times have the Jets been in this situation where they aren't winning games? When are you guys going to fix the developmental staff so that you don't have to spend $190 million over the offseason? And you can't blame the GM for doing that. Like, at one point, you can blame him because it's like, yo, you haven't done anything about the developmental staff, but you over here spending $200 million. And as I said, you can blame him. To, and this is the only time I'll slightly defend the Jets. But you can blame him to a point for the simple fact of my biggest issue and problem with this is the fact that the reason that they, the other reason, the main reason they let him go is that he was buttonheaded out of the gates. Now, last time I checked, the GM is the one who deals with the hirings, the signings, the draft picks. So if it was such a problem of him and Adam Gates butting heads, and clearly the owner went over his GM's head and hired Adam Gates and forced Adam Gates and this relationship on him. And I don't know what pull Adam Gates has. He was uh, an officer coordinator in the Broncos and was uh, basically praised, if you want to say that, by Jay Cutler, by Jay Cutler and... Um, Peyton Manning comes to Miami, brings us to the playoffs the first year. We get trashed in the in the wild card by the Steelers. Lo- have losing seasons in the next two years, and then you go to the Jets, and they make you the interim GM. I don't understand what success or what pull Adams has in order to be making these decisions. But as a me, if I was a football player for these Jets, I would not be happy because now not only do you have to worry about satisfying your coach yeah, and the level of play but now your coach who overlooks your productivity <laughs> and your minutes and your rotation is now basically responsible for your paycheck for your paycheck more so than he already was so it's just it's a mess I don't know what they're doing in New York but hey you just made the AFC ace that much easier that's all I and the say. Patriots are still in it that's all I got to say Patriots, so. yeah Patriots were still in it for the next 10 years well, Tom Brady wants to play until he's 45. He just turned 41 recently, so. That's bad or, news. Or was it 42? That's bad no, news. I think it might be That's 42. bad news for Josh Rosen. Warriors win. Episode 29. In the books. Season 2. Episode 30 next week. Big 30. Thank you for listening. I tried to let you pussy niggas eat. It's time to put your pussy boys to sleep. Pussy niggas always wanna talk. I'm busy getting pussy like a fucking boss. I smell a pussy from a block away. Let's shoot them pussies from a block away. They wanna see a nigga in the cage. Baby mama garnishing the nigga wage. I just went and got the Chevy spray Pussy nigga wanna scratch a nigga paint Pussy nigga wanna see you fall Didn't know to bring them choppers when you see me call I tried to let them pussy niggas eat It's time to make you pussy boys extinct I took a quarter key to Polk County All my Central Florida niggas straight body Broke down the brick, I'm back in Bartow Bell Glade 
box Chevy on my car phone. Jayville, I went and bought a condo. Back to the crib where I get it by the car loan. I started with a box Chevy. Then I got the blue Lexus. My bitch stayed down with me. So now she got the new Lexus. I went and got my bitch a berry on salon. Get I had to every day do what the fuck she want. I started in a box Chevy. Now my watch a buck 80. I heard them same pussy niggas hate. Them killers come and stay patient. I made a killing milk and Okeechobee. I'm talking millions with that okie dokie. Papa Molly, now that bitch sweat. Oh, is it just a nigga necklace? I tried to let your pussy niggas eat. I pray that all you pussy boys to sink. I started with a box Chevy. Then I got the blue Lexus. My bitch stayed down with me. So now she got the new Lexus. I tried to let you pussy niggas eat. It's time to put your pussy boys to sleep. Pussy niggas always wanna talk. I'm busy getting pussy like a fucking boss. I started with a box Chevy. Then I got the blue Lexus. My bitch stayed down with me. So now she got the new Lexus.